0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ACB Membership Focus Call. And tonight, our topic is how to get members involved after they've attended conventions. And I'm happy to have some of my fellow membership committee members here to share some ways that might work with you to help get people involved. And I'm going to first give you Donna Browning, and she works with the first timers and the Derwin K. McDaniel Fellows um, Committee and she's going to tell how they reach out to those persons about getting involved.
2: Go Donna. Good afternoon. Um yes, I'm a member of the DKM committee. Um there's a, there's several ways that we um engage with um our winners um, after convention like um they're uh, coming up, they're going to be on the uh borough um uh call. Coming up, um, some other ways that we do it are um, we've had them go on Sunday edition, so they've had a chance to go on there and speak of their experiences and um, and maybe things they plan on um participating in are doing with um what they've learned during convention um Kenneth does keep in touch with them he sends them articles um he um tells them about opportunities they may have to participate in different things uh and as a matter of fact um the way we keep in touch and the um things that we do to keep in touch with them actually helped the mentoring program come to life. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons that it actually came to life was uh so that we could help them build their skills even more and have more opportunities to move forward with some of the um training they've had uh, as first timers mm-hmm. or JP Morgan Chase leaders. Um the, uh one of th- I was a JP Morgan Chase leader and I know one of the things that was really important that we did during the convention was build relationships amongst the class that we were in. We um got to know each other. Um and because of that, uh we keep in touch um within ourselves. Um we um Some of us are on committees together. Uh, Some of us are friends and we keep in touch that way. Um, We do see what our other classmates are doing and we uh, do try to encourage them and help them out. Uh, That's another way that we have kept in touch. Um, Also, um, the education committee, Mm -hmm. um, the education subcommittee also um, has um, that we have within our DKM committee also comes up with ideas to um, continue to keep in touch and to um, kind of find out what they might be interested in during the time that we are engaged with them. And to give them any um, opportunity to ask questions, but also try to lead them in directions um, within their uh, chapter or their affiliate uh, Mm -hmm. that they may be interested in and can help within the organization, but also to help them move forward further should they want to. So these are some of the things that we do within the DKM committee to engage um, the members um, during and after convention. Artists here muted.
1: I was on the wrong screen. Sorry about that. Okay, Cassandra, would you like to tell us how you um engage first
3: timers sure absolutely so um my name is Cassandra uh, for those who don't know me um I am the membership uh chair for Florida um and so lucky for us um we have a great team I have a great team um it's not me it's my team we have a membership team Um, And they are people from all over Florida. So we have somebody from Jacksonville all the way down to Miami. So we cover Florida. And within that team, uh, one of us knows of a first-timer. And so what we do is once they leave our state convention, um, someone usually reaches out to them, kind of keeps in touch with them. And one of the things we've implemented this year, um, we're, we're working on it, is a, a buddy system where um, we're going to create. We've created a number, um, and any first timer um, will be able to um, call that number and say, "Hey, you know, I need to know where something is, or I'm alone. Can somebody eat breakfast?" And one of us will go down and eat breakfast with them. Um, we're working on that, getting that up and running. Um, there is a, you know, of course, with any numbers, you know, you have to make sure that it works, uh, but you know, our team believes believe in our model is people won't know you care until you show them that you do. So we meet them where they are, um, and that may be even before they get to a you know ACB. It may be you know they're coming from Venice, Florida, and they just heard about FCB. So we want to make sure that they feel comfortable in the realm of FCB, so that they can move to where Donna is in ACB. Um, and so we have uh, a first-timers uh, thing that we do on the first day. Um, we talk a little bit about FCB, how it got started. Um, we talk about some of the things that are gonna go on and we make sure that they don't have any questions. Um, and me, if I know who they are, I usually run around and make sure they're good all weekend. You know, Ask questions, check in on them, um, and other people do that too. Um, and then when they get back, we find out what their favorite thing to do. Anything from some people have uh, enough sight, they can take pictures. Some of them are good writers. And so we just put them to work in, in their favorite thing so that they're comfortable in that. Thank you, artists.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, okay, thank you, Cassandra. I- I know um, Danette, usually the hosts don't talk, but this time we'd like to have
4: you share what you do in Washington. Okay. So so I chair the first timer committee here in Washington's Council of the Blind, have been doing that for years. And at our at our state conventions, we do have like a first timer breakfast. This isn't just for those who like have applied to be a first timer. It's for anybody who has not been to any of our state conventions and like the orientation and training students, they go. And we do a buddy system also. And we, um, we at this breakfast, we might go over some of the things, some of the breakout rooms for the convention or, or going through the exhibits or answer any of their questions. To be a first timer, you do have to have been a member for six months. So that 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 is one of the biggest one of the requirements. And they do have to like write an article for for our newsline after after the convention, how they liked it and what what they learned and 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 stuff. And it it um like last year we were right next to the president's breakfast and we overpowered them mightily we were very loud so yes they they knew we were having fun over in my area so yeah um it's it's um i try to connect with our like right now this year we have three or four first timers that that have that have sent in their letter of interest, the committee will decide if we're, if we're going to select all four of them or if we're going to just select one or two of them. And normally for, for the state convention, we'll select all of them. For the national convention, we would only select one. And that—that that is just, um, I will try to connect with them af- during the convention. And I definitely will connect with them after the convention to see if they have any questions or want to know any any a local chapter. And we do, the First Timer does cover the, the whole state of Washington, Eastern and Western Washington and that my committee is quite invaluable and important. We, we, um, when we select who gets to attend, we have a criteria like um, one, one through five and, and ask five, five questions and such. And it's, um, we probably start this process probably right after the, the National Convention, because our convention is tor- more in October, so we probably start start bombarding everybody with emails on every listserv that we have, bombarding everybody with emails until October, and t- tonight <coughs> is the last day to send in your application, and that's, that's, it seems to work for us, so yeah, thank you. Thank you, Danette.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and um, ACB, we, um, and I think several states also have a scholarship committee where they um, ask for scholarship um, applications, and once scholarships are given, I know for ACB, um, they send me a list of the scholarship winners' um, email addresses so that I can send them a note about the first-timer meetings. At ACB, because we want to invite them to come to that to hear about the convention, what happens at the convention, what they can do, and learn about how business is conducted, resolutions, uh, constitution, bylaws, etc. And that's one way we connect with them. We do not um, currently um, we have them introduce themselves during the meeting, but we haven't taken their contact information, and when we were talking about this call, it made me think that perhaps we should try to do that when we have our uh, first timer meetings. I I do think um, um, many uh, states and special interest groups, when they have their conventions, some of them ask um, if people are first timers and they have a checkbox, but not always. I mean, I. I'm not sure if ACB does or not. I think they do ask for first timers, but I don't know if um, states ask ACB if they have a list of people that attend in their states. Uh, Sometimes states ask for a list of who's attending just so they can touch base with them when they get to national. Other states don't. So I think I would recommend that states try to find out if there have been first timers who attended a national convention or just find out who attended from their particular state and see if ACB has a record of those and see if they can get a list, which then of course your state could contact. I know special interest affiliates get a list of those who have uh, signed up as a um you know their uh, res- they when they sign up for the affiliate they have an option they can pay the attending dues but well, it's not dues for the affiliate it's just a <coughs> registration fee which can cover like speakers etc and some people who attend the different events for a, a special interest affiliate do um, sign up on that and the president of the affiliate or the liaison for the affiliate gets a list of those who have registered and checked that particular special interest. And I'm hoping that most of those special interest groups do contact the people that they get a list of and find out if they wanna join the group if they're not currently a member. And it would probably be a good idea to thank them for attending and registering for that affiliate as well, because then it's a good way to keep in contact with them. I know that um, the ACB Minneapolis office does handle the registrations, but I'm not sure how much information they keep after the convention, whether they have a list of who attended each session or not. Uh, They may, um, I'm not sure if they have the ability to be able to to see that. I mean, they might be able to like for a paid function, like there any lunches, Uh, they probably would have a list of who paid for lunches, but I'm not sure what information they can share with affiliates. But it wouldn't hurt for you to call the um, ACB Minneapolis office and ask them if they could share any attendee information with your um, state affiliate. And special interest affiliate as well.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a question on the on the registration form. Can we forward your information to your state or special interest affiliate? I think I believe there's a question like that.
3: There is, yes. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, great.
1: Great. Well, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. And I would encourage you to do that in your states too. Right. right. If you don't already, um you know, uh, keep track of who's attending for the first time or you might even have a checkbox for people right. wanting more information about the affiliate it might not be a bad idea to have either on your
2: registration mm-hmm. form. <clears throat> right. Um, think A good thing too might be for affiliates that have people who have gotten scholarships, they might want to, you know, keep in touch with them, uh, Mm -hmm. along the, you know, especially when they're in school, so they don't necessarily get lost, you know, find out from them, you know, are you able to participate in ACB stuff while you're in school? If not, invite them to things like when they're home for, um, uh, breaks or, uh, anything Mm -hmm. like that, you know, send them notes, let them know that you're not for getting them um, and yeah. that you are there for them and that you are their affiliate to um maybe get them interested in wanting to participate once they do finish uh their education. Um yeah. or let them know you're willing to help them if they're gonna move away, find help them locate uh ACB in their area. But, um it's it's yeah. really yeah. important to try to engage them because they're the ones coming up who are gonna be running this organization. Um, yep. and we need to keep tabs on them and, and see what they're interested in and, yep. uh, you know. So what Washington
4: does with the scholarship winners that they will <laughs> pay for their first year of membership of, for WCB with the, of, the, of the most, um, like their most localist, um, local chapter. So to, to try to get them more, um, affiliated and involved in, in the chapter. Yeah, I know
1: uh, Render Shepherd Vendors of America, they also do that. They pay a member's first year dues if they haven't right. been a member before. Mm-hmm. And that's to encourage them to, um, that way they'll get the newsletter and right. they'll get uh, announcements, etc. cetera. And hopefully that'll, inspire spite their interest, to to sign on and pay the membership dues for the following year right yeah i know about calling scholarship winners is to find out if what their interests are and you could recommend a special interest affiliate if they're interested in a certain uh, type of group because you know we have what over 20 special interest affiliates and they might be interested in one of those uh, topic areas
3: <laughs> right what I was gonna say was in Florida um I know our scholarship team um they're phenomenal um they they reach out to them before they reach out them doing we make sure we sit with them um they you know they in contact with them after to make sure they're good um I know at our chapter if we have a scholarship winner we you know, we pay for, uh, we pay for their first year. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot speak about some of the other chapters in Florida, but if I remember correctly, I believe that a lot of them do. Um, but I do know that our scholarship team, um, I know that they, they ensure that, you know, that they are uh, taking care of, um, there's a lot of hand holding, making sure that they're comfortable, um, really spoiled, um, so that they, they feel comfortable. Um, you know, we have a, a couple of people who, uh, one of them for sure, uh, who is, um, is a scholarship winner. And, um, he definitely brags on how, um, you know, because of the way we treated him and we loved on him, um, he's coming up in, uh, you know, up in ACB and, you know, FCB definitely, he feels like we hear, we are his family. So I like hearing stories like that. Um, and I like to see the growth um, in people yeah. when, you know, when you see them and you know where they were and where they are. Um, and so I, I agree with um, everyone here. Um, you know, as I always say, people don't know you care until you show that you care. And so mm-hmm. the more you uh, are with them, the more that you can, I don't like the word, keep tab" on them, but as long as you are reaching out and letting them know that you are there and knowing and letting them know that they can reach up and you, you, you got them.
1: Yeah. Thanks. No, that's, that's great. And I think it's important for us not to just have one person that t- keeps in touch with people. Right. I think having a, you know, a steering person that is the You know, first contact person is wonderful, but I think it's good to encourage your members to uh, contact, you know, first timers. Uh, Let your board know, hey, these are the first timers, please call them and maybe have a little script in mind of what you want to say, you know, hello, Um, you could get involved in this. We have committees and maybe one person could address committees that you have in your um, state or special interest affiliate. Maybe another person could call them and just say, Hey, we have this upcoming event. Why not come? I think if they get contact from, you know, three or four people, it's going to even more give them the sense that, Oh, this affiliate does care about me. They do want me to join.
2: So I think that's another thing we can keep in mind. Right. Mm And the other thing the other thing that's good is to try to give them something to do, even if it's something small, Right. You know, engage them as quickly as you can, uh, especially in something they're interested in, or if you see a specific talent they have, because people do want to contribute, and it does help them. The more that they're involved, the more they get to learn about how the organization works, what it's all about, and then that will engage that Will engage their mind more, and that it, it tends to make them more interested in moving on further and
3: other things within You're the rich. I agree with that.
1: No, I do too, because I think if the more involved they are, and the more like if you have state special interest affiliate groups, um, or if you have committees, um, you could just ask them to to come in and listen sometime, even if they aren't sure they want to join a committee, right? even if they have the slightest little bit of interest, say, hey, we have a committee meeting upcoming, I can send you the Zoom information so you can just listen in to see what uh, this particular committee is all about. And I think Mm -hmm. if they're invited and uh, recognized uh, when they do attend, then they're going to feel more like you really want them. Plus. They're going to get more interested the more information they have. But inviting is, you know, very important. Inviting them to events, inviting them to
2: meetings. And, and, uh... yep. and when they do come, make sure you greet them. Make sure that um, somebody maybe sits with them. Because right. I could tell you from experience, the worst feeling ever is going to a meeting. And no one recognizes you're there that's mm-hmm.
4: not, that's it's just my cool. yeah that, that's what I uh, to move forward with um, what Donna was saying is sure invite them but make try to have them have have a buddy sit, sit, sitting next to them to tell answer their questions or
3: engage them yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that's what I like about um, the team that I work with um, because we all do that. Mm-hmm. Um, once we leave that meeting, um, because sometimes you're going to have those people who just kind of slip in under the radar. You know, they decided yeah. they were going to come at the last minute, yeah. but when they come to that meeting that we have uh, the Friday afternoon, at that point we all we're all there, so we see these people, um, and then one of us will go and we'll see them, and they're eating dinner or they're eating breakfast, and I, one of us will go. It do- doesn't always have to be me because there's nowhere telling where I'll be, but somebody's eating with them, somebody's talking to them. Right um you know just making sure that they're not feeling alone um, making sure they're not Mm -hmm. getting lost in the hotels that has the zigzags everywhere right you know that's it's already frustrating for them that um they're new to the organization first of all right um and now they have to learn how to get around and they have no one there to help them yeah and so yeah sorry i Okay. And so I, I would I would urge you to, you know, make sure that you have a person to not just make sure that they are engaged, but make sure they can navigate the areas. Yeah. Even like when they're attending
4: the, the local chapters, like meetings or via Zoom or whether it be at a, a restaurant or any an event, make sure there's a contact person that, that will share their lunch with them or, or even le- like, like um, sit with them and visit with them and, and make sure they understand what's happening and such at the right. local level too. So
1: yeah, it's good to have a greeter, mm-hmm. uh, whether you have a, oh, meeting yeah. or if it's a breakfast or lunch or whatever, that there's a greeter at the door, because sometimes like one of you mentioned, somebody sneaks in, well, yep. if they sneak in at the last minute or after it started and after introductions or whatever, then sometimes you miss that person. So if you have a greeter standing by the door, they can, you know, catch their name so right. that you can, you know, contact them later. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I think, a greeter. And, and that's really good, especially good at a local chapter. Absolutely. absolutely. Right? And if you have Zoom calls, uh, make sure your host uh, recognizes who comes in the room. Right. I know. I recently visited another chapter here, um, and when I came in, right away they said, "Oh, well, so and so is here," mm. um, you know. And and I I thought, "Oh, that's nice of them to recognize the fact that I popped in." And um, I think you know, if oh, I think we have to pay more attention to people yeah. coming instead of just you know continue conducting our our meetings. I mean, we don't like to have interruptions, but on the same token at some point, um, you could recognize and you know, people who have um, either come in late or uh after introductions or you know, popped in like a Zoom room.
3: Right. And one of the things we have incorporated is a break in between our meetings, because our meetings are about two hours. So during that time, um we that's my time. Um, and uh the other person who is uh on the um, hospitality committee to just kind of glance around the room, see who walked, popped in that we, you know, cause I'm, if I'm running the meeting, I don't always see that, but at that point I can go and walk around and say, Hey, to the people, or if I don't see well. Um, and so, you know, we have that hospitality group that does that as well. So, you know, your hospitality group, um, definitely, uh, um, can, you know, can, can be a big help, uh, to, to the, officers um, by ensuring, you know, that as Donna says, the smile is the first thing that you see, make sure that smile is there.
1: Well, I know one of the things I always like to do at meetings is I like to sell um, raffle tickets because it gives me a way to see everyone. And whether they buy a ticket or not, it gives me a chance to say, hey, great to see you, glad you came or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a it's a nice way for you to know, you know, who's in the room. So I don't mind doing it at all uh, because uh, it is. Uh, you you see people and you can they can contact you if they're interested later. So, right. it, yep. you know, can recognize you.
3: <laughs> and we do 50 50 artists, though. So. You know, we do the same. We do 50-50, um, you know. Um, right, So, right. So for the same exact reason, so that people will know. So, you know, we'll know who's in the room and people come up and you, you know, and they know, you know. Mm-hmm. So, And most of the time, I don't know how it happens, but our new people end up with winning. I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> it happens, but it is happening. We hadn't figured it out because, you know, yeah, nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody plans it. It's just weird. That's right.
2: That's right. Yeah. Another Something- could- Thing mm-hmm. to do um when you're having the meeting, let them know about special things you have going on. I'm not just talking, you know, your every week meeting, you're once a month. Mm-hmm. Tell them about the extracurricular stuff coming up. Let them know about the opportunities they have to get to know you. Like in Virginia, we have a book group. So, you know, if somebody new comes, we, we always invite them to come in the book group. And we have had new members. Uh, coming to that yeah. and then mm-hmm. during that I use an icebreaker question to help get to know them a little yeah. bit better uh, mm-hmm. more so than just what books they like but also mm-hmm. you know I ask them that icebreaker to, to help go in a little bit deeper to see oh, you know, why do you like this book you know just different mm-hmm. things so right. that's fun and you can incorporate that also in a chapter meeting uh, right. you know get to know each other better. Yeah. Sometimes people uh, go away for a little while and don't come to meetings for a while, then they come back. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a good way to to engage people and to find out what's going on with them and things about them that, you know, they've, yeah. they've, they've yeah. gained new skills or anything. It's, it's just yeah. a fun yeah. way to find out things yeah. about those that you're um, hanging out with couple of things that we
4: do is brag for a buck. You have something to brag about, and you donate a buck, which is fun. And since I'm involved with a few chapters here in Washington, local chapters here in Washington, um, one of the chapters was having a picnic, riding a ferry, and going over to have lunch. Well, I invited the other chapters that I'm involved with, and we had probably 35 people On the ferry having lunch and we just rode the ferry back so and it was a chance for the people in king county to meet the people in snohomish county and and have a meal together so but it was fun so mm
1: -hmm. good idea i know in uh, la area uh different chapters will sometimes do things together i know the glendale burbank chapter has um done things with the greater la chapter like Um, have either uh, a movie night or a bingo night or have um, or sometimes if they have a special speaker they might invite other chapters to come and we also have the California um, happenings um, weekly um, uh, that comes out in email it's also on the telephone system and in there, different chapters will, if they're having a special speaker, they'll mention the chapter and what speakers they have, and then a contact person if they want the Zoom information. And that's a good way to also to reach out. And some new people might see it that haven't attended um, that chapter before or even any chapter before, but just had been on the connection because it also goes on the CCB website.
3: So mm-hmm. we um in Florida we have a monthly uh call um, like artists was saying we have a monthly call um, and the topic could be anything from um, diabetic to eye diseases um, and and so uh, finances whatever it is so it, it reaches out to um different people so you get uh, different people involved um, and 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 so this way, you know, we're not just reaching out to uh, the chapters. We're reaching out to any and everyone um, who wants to uh, participate.
1: That reminds me, um, quite a few um, um, groups have different monthly calls. I know Washington State, they have a a book group, a technology group. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what... Other groups, but they have several different groups, and that's yeah. uh, that's a great way to for to send out notices to a lot of you. Especially like some of your at large members might as- have right. seen some of those, and then become more involved if they, you know, get on some of those calls. Yeah, yeah. And I and I know special interest affiliates um, have monthly calls. I know um, Ivy, the Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs, they have a monthly Entrepreneur Exchange where they invite. People that come on and talk about a particular topic, and I know Rendell Shepherd Vendors of America has a monthly uh, RS vendor check-in call, which anyone um, is invited to attend, and they do have different topics of interest um, covering different products and services. And I know there's other affiliates. I think Bits has; they have um, different call-ins about different topics. So it's a it's a good way to encourage new people to come on those calls yeah. because they're put out to the whole community, the whole ACB right. community. So anyone um, in any affiliate can attend. Yeah. And if and that, that's regardless whether they're an ACB member or not, um, right. there's lots of people on that list that aren't members. And it's a way to reach out and get people involved. Yeah. hmm mm-hmm. Do your states have um, a monthly calls or uh, no, you said, Cassandra, you said you have a
2: monthly call? We do. Yes, we okay. do in Florida. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, we do in Virginia too. Good, good.
4: Excellent. Each each um like local chapter, we have probably 17 to 19. Well, 17 plus two special interests. Each do have lo- monthly calls. So.
1: Good. Excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I think we're ready to go to the audience and see if they have any particular questions or if they have tips to share on involving uh, members to get them uh, to take part in other things just besides just showing up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Uh has anybody got their hands up, uh, Danette? Not yet, no. No. Okay. How about anybody on the other group?
4: Clubhouse? No, not yet. Bell's hand's not up. No. Okay. (laughs) We do have a raised hand. Oh, now now we have a raised hand. Just one second and I will get there. Okay. Great. Bell, did you have one? I do. Just hang on. I'm trying to get them on stage. Okay. Here we go. all right we've got uh greg he should be on stage now hi
5: greg hello this is greg i was just brought up to speak in clubhouse um um i have i work with acb students and i um i'm just wondering how to get like you said you know there are names of like the scholarship winners and things like that because we also have a monthly social call you know that we do and how to get some of those um like names um you know we we're looking to do more outreach and things like that and we want to involve more students so um who would be the best resource uh to go to and then just one comment I would have is um you know all these positive experiences are great but we also need to remember that it only takes and i know this from another affiliate it only takes one negative um experience to you know so first impressions are really powerful i guess is what Mm -hmm. i'm saying because you're absolutely right Yep, you know but um so i but if you could answer the the, the students' question, because I know, and um, not like I know, we've worked with Washington a little bit, and Washington has it going on as far as the students. But um, you know, we'd like to get more involved in other, you know, other states because our affiliate is national. So,
4: right, sure. Washington, Washington is trying. Trained- um, okay, go ahead. Washington is trying to develop a special interest affiliate for for students, but but it's not off the ground yet, but it's getting there.
5: Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, good. And I I know who to talk to. And I just see we saying something. Yeah. Um,
1: California also has a student group. But uh, one way to get uh, find out if there are students in your state that um, had won national scholarships is I would contact Cindy. Um, you can just write um, community at acb.org and um, ask her um, because she has the list of scholarship contacts. Um, Or you can ask Denise Colley because she's the scholarship chair and ask if there's any scholarship winners in your state and ask for that information. I know they're planning to reach out um, to the states and... um, Yes, so that they yeah. can get them involved yeah. in states, but I'm not sure how soon, you know, they do that. So I would be just, you know, go ahead and contact them, and yeah. get that information. Well, I'm, a, from I'm them. on the
5: board for the national group, so I will um, tell them, you know, because we're wondering how on how in the world, because it is daunting, you know, like mm-hmm. how to reach how do we reach out to each affiliate, you know, and yeah. and. And say we we want your students, you know, to be involved in our national because we're going to do one social and one educational call each month. We're going to try to try to do that. So yeah. Okay. So thank you guys. That's
4: a good
1: idea. That's uh, another thing you could do is you could share it on the leadership list. Um, the okay. student president should be on that list, and they should be on the uh, president's list and um, ask them to share on both of those lists Mm -hmm. that you'd like to uh, get in touch with their students to talk to them about the National Student Affiliate. And I think if you reach out to both of those email lists, I'm sure you'd get uh, presidents of those affiliates that would get in touch with you. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Um, For Florida, um, we don't have a student, but you can reach out to um, Sheila Young, and she will give you, uh, the. she will get you in touch with the scholarship person, the scholarship committee, and you can go speak with them, um, Greg, and then that way you guys can work together.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that's true in California, too. You could talk to the a scholarship yeah. chair and um, um, or you could contact um, the California um, console blind students uh, group too, either way. Do yeah. we have any other questions to Nath? um n-
4: No comments? hands are raised, <laughs> no. No, no hands are raised.
1: Okay. One of the things I find interesting is if you go around and in your chapter or your affiliate, uh, some meeting is go around and ask people how they got involved in the affiliate. I know yeah. uh, that's one of the things um, ACB has uh, tried to do is okay. ask people how they got involved. And sometimes by listening to those answers, it makes you more um, comfortable with, you know, talking to new members because you can say, well, hey, most people have been invited by other members and that's how they got involved. Or most people, after hearing people's stories, it made them excited to become involved. Because I think if we hear people's stories and what they've been through, if they've had struggles Etc., sometimes that is a way to pull in people because yeah. most people have had the same struggles at some point in their life. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. We do have a hand raised now. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Matt, you can unmute.
0: Okay. Hello, artists. Hello, everybody. Um, so I serve as the membership chair for. ACB Next Generation. And I just want to pass along an idea that we've started doing here um, in case anyone else finds it useful. So we've started a quarterly event uh, that we're calling Next Gen 101. Uh, Basically, just an opportunity to collect our new members in the past quarter or, you know, whatever given period of time onto a call and to sort of go over um, not only things that are coming up, but, you know, ways they can get connected, try to provide an opportunity to answer questions. Of course, behind the scenes, we, um, you know, reach out to people individually and check in as well, kind of, you know, leading up to that, but you know, also with playing the know, hey, this is coming up, but also, hey, what's going on? You know, so we kind of do that one-on-one and and as as a group. And uh, I would say so far it's been, um, I don't want to say it's been perfect, but it's been an interesting uh, mixture of results and, you know, just trying to drive interest and drive people to Come to things and get involved, and and that sort of thing. So I just want to, you know, pass that on. Anyone wants to steal steal ideas? So,
2: okay,
1: idea stealing is great. Um, in fact, that's that's why we have these focus calls because we want to share other people's ideas. And it's a great idea. I think it's a good thing for other groups to do as well. The more we're out there inviting the
3: better off we are. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree.
2: The more heads, the better.
1: Do we have, have any other hands, Danette? No. None in clubhouse either? No, ma'am. Okay. One of the things I've noticed is that sometimes when you invite somebody to an event, Even if they say no, then it gives you an opportunity to say, hey, why not sign up for our email list Mm -hmm. and you'll hear about other events Mm -hmm. or you can invite them, um, say that you have a monthly call at a particular date and time. You could just say, hey, remember, we have these calls the first Sunday of the month or the third Mm -hmm. Tuesday of the month, et cetera, Mm -hmm. because just because they say no to one thing doesn't mean they
4: won't
1: be willing to come to another.
4: Just this week, what I did was I I was on an uh, an access bus, and I heard someone get on, and it was ta- I heard a tapping of the cane, and then it's like, "Are you blind?" Well, this is what I do—just word of mouth—and that's how I found out about Washington Council of the Blind on an access bus. We were going to the same event, and just word of mouth.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah I've run into blind people on the excess bus already too and it yeah. is a good way to you know tell them about your group even mm-hmm. if they're they don't have any interest at all right uh, yeah because no, they
4: they're,
2: they're trapped learn. they have to listen <laughs> they're on the bus that's right <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually um find people at my job when i'm doing my job um i have people in a roundabout way, let me know that they're visually impaired or blind. And I will ask them, you know, um, are are you in this organization or that, or would you like to know about this or that? The first thing I do is to make sure they don't need something critical and point them to, you know, what they need. But I also let them know that our group can help them with those needs also and that we, can be a continuous um, help to them as they're um, getting to you know, understand their, because a lot of the people I come in contact with are newly blind. So I let them know that we can help them. Um, so that's another way that um, we can find people um, who may end up being new is through mm-hmm. uh, Work or uh, some other volunteer work we may be doing or something like that.
1: That's true, that's true. I know I've gone to Senior Center here in Burbank um, a couple of times and done presentations on different aids and stuff that are useful for people that are losing their sight. Mm. You do occasionally find someone that is interested in coming to a support group like your local chapter, et cetera. Unfortunately, a lot of times, even if they're losing their sight, they don't want to admit they're um, blind or visually right. impaired. Yeah. Well, I'm losing some of my sight, but I don't think I need that group. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. well, yeah. sometimes it takes multiple invitations to uh, get mm-hmm. them interested. But
2: <laughs> I do that in that situation. I try to give them an example, uh, like if I know what's going on with them. I try to let them know what certain things that, um, I could get them, you know, like if they need a visual aid of some kind, I try to give them an idea of what that will do for them, um, and how it will improve their life, uh, um, their quality of life, Mm -hmm. um, and keep them in that, uh, way that they want to be, you know, know, Mm no, Hey, just because this doesn't mean you have to give this up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah
3: always say there's a different way to learn, you know, um, -hmm. you know, um, yes, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to fry chicken like you normally do. Now you got to do a different thing, but you can still fry chicken.
2: Yeah. Mm You
3: know, that's right. You
4: know, what I've heard is a lot of any time you go out your door, you tell your story. Tell your story on on how you do things, on what you're involved with. Everybody has a story to tell.
1: That's right. I, I It was funny. At church um, this morning, um, I was talking to a, a woman I've known for years and years. And she happened to ask me a question about um, how long it took me to learn Braille. And so I was telling her my story of losing my sight and how I learned and and uh, we just got into it because we were talking about transportation initially and then she asked me that. And so here I told her all you know my story and she said, you know, I've known you for 20 years. And just never knew, you know, of this about you. And I think that's true. A lot of times we don't think that we could impress someone with the all the things that are available to people that are losing their sight right. and and i know yeah. she's having some um she's had a couple of surgeries on her eyes and so she was just got interested in well how do you get around if you can't drive anymore and so it was um it was good for me to remember that i don't think we share enough and i think by doing that more often, it would help right. other people get more involved. Mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing up that point.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Jeanette, do we have any more questions? Uh, no more hands on Zoom. Let me check webinar. Oh, right. no hands here either. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay, well, thank you. Um, we have a monthly focus calls most months. And I know our next um, focus call is going to be on different media. And then in October, we're going to do it on how special interest affiliates and state affiliates uh, can work together. And also we're going to have uh, that that fourth week in October, we're going to have all the special interest affiliates share about what their affiliates are all about. So, And that'll be Monday through Thursday of that week. So we do have some upcoming events planned. So we're hoping you guys keep track of the monthly focus calls. We always have them the fourth Sunday of the month. And so is at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you have any ideas that you'd like to have us cover, please shoot one of us on the committee a note, and we'd be glad to look into it and see if we can do it. Yeah. Of course, there's also the ACB Leadership Training Group, who also does uh, calls that are helpful for leaders of um, any of the affiliates. So I just wanted to pop that in there. Since yeah. we didn't have any hands up,
4: <laughs> are you talking the borough collie leadership? thing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: They have calls the second Thursday of each month, mm-hmm. and theirs are also at um, six p.m. Pacific night. I
4: believe they're the Thursday. second Thursday of each month. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what I yeah. is that what I said? That, that's <laughs> yeah, probably thir- what you said. Uh, okay. No Probably. Do Thursday. It. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. probably. <laughs> it's possible I said
1: the wrong time, you know. <laughs> yeah. Second Thursday, yes. Do we have any other hands? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, let me go to each of you. Do you have any final comments you'd like to make?
3: Um I would just uh I would just like to say that um just remember that when we reach one, we teach one. Oh, yeah. Um, and so go out and tell your story and reach one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Cassandra. How about you, Donna? I just want to say,
2: remember um, when we get someone involved, we are moving our um, we're mo- we're moving our hopes and dreams forward for those who are coming behind us. We want to give them the best opportunity to thrive. And we definitely don't want them to have to go through some of the stuff we've gone through. So let's, uh, do what we can to, um, bring the young people in and, um, the first timers and the new people we've Mm -hmm. had recently, let's, let's, let's help them to thrive so that Mm -hmm. ACB will, um, prosper and continue Mm -hmm. forward with the dreams that we know that we all have.
4: Uh, Jeanette, did you have anything? When you do reach one by telling your story, keep in touch with them, check on them. Don't leave them out there hanging.
1: (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. And I, and I just want to follow up by saying that if we share what we do and how we do it with Mm -hmm. somebody that is newer on our board or on a committee, it helps all of the affiliate do better. Because sometimes uh, there's several people in the affiliate that do most of the work. And if you don't share that with other people, then if something happens to you, that information is gone. And so it's really important to share the information with others and keep enough people involved that it keeps passing along from year to year. And I want to just thank all of you for being on the panel and sharing your thoughts and inspiration. And I want to thank Danette for being our host tonight. And I want to thank Bill for being our streamer and our person that's working with the other group.
4: (laughs) Moderating in Clubhouse the clubhouse I don't know why (laughs) I can always forget that but (laughs) (laughs) thank you all
1: and have a nice evening